welcome to the Holy Week podcast for Vineyard Church. You can catch new episodes here every day this week, April 10th through the 16th. Now, here's Aaron and Lindsay. Uh, hello, welcome back. This is Lindsay, and I'm here with my friend Aaron. Hello. And uh, we are just talking through Holy Week. We are, today is Holy Monday, and we're really just trying to give you a guide each day to give you a little context on uh, Holy Week and the life of the church, and then some verses and ways to reflect in order to prepare our hearts for Easter. Yes, which is not out of nowhere. This is something the church has been doing for hundreds and hundreds of years to make sure that we hit pause and receive from this week what the Lord has for us, that we make some space to listen and to receive. Um, and so it didn't come out of nowhere. In fact, Lindsay, you were telling me uh, a pretty cool story about where it appears this thing, this whole idea even came from in the first place. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I love it. As I was researching the earliest one that I could find, somebody may be able to correct me, but the earliest story I could find about the practice of Holy Week came from a fourth century nun, um, a Spanish nun who went on a three-year pilgrimage uh, to the Holy Land, to Syria and Palestine and Israel. And uh, and I, during her journey, she happened upon uh, fourth century Christians doing these practices. She happened upon, her name uh, is Egeria or Etheria. Okay. Which is quite a name. (laughs) That's a name, Um, yes. But so she's on this journey, and she would happen upon these places. Uh, One of the ones I read that was super descriptive was she happened upon a Palm Sunday celebration where she saw kids waving palms saying, Mm. blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. And Like they um, were doing a reenactment almost. Yes, of what happened. And so she saw this, and and so she would write home. Um, One place I I read said she wrote postcards to this monastery in northwest Spain. Um, but it was at least her travel diaries that she would write home, Mm -hmm. I experienced this during this week or on this day. And so really the tradition of Holy Week goes back pretty substantially. I mean, that's a long time. Yeah, and what a mark she left on history. Uh, That's that's fantastic. And I think that's kind of an appropriate and interesting story for Holy Monday because Mm -hmm. uh, we have another woman who makes quite a mark on history in our text today. there's a strong theme. Our text is from John 12, verses 1 through 11, uh, and it's the story of Mary of Bethany, and she is uh, uh, wiping Jesus' feet with her hair and perfume and um, makes a mark for all of time. Yes, with this sort of um, almost offensively extravagant outpouring with something incredibly valuable that was poured on the feet of Jesus, and you would you would expect that Jesus would not be okay with it. And I can almost feel the tension in the room that people maybe were not okay that he was okay with what was happening because it was such an extravagant gift. And it's really significant that when people tried to stop this, um, Jesus stopped them and said, no, she's, she's preparing my body for burial. Which, going back to what you said earlier about an influence of, of a woman, who women who have historically been sort of held back in the life of the church. Here's one example, one of many, where Jesus was pulling women forward. Um, and what he, when he says, she's preparing my body for burial, that is an explicitly priestly duty. 
um, which, and at the time, there was an exclusively male priesthood. It's one right. of a whole bunch of a hints where, that Jesus gives that says, hey, I'm, I'm blowing this whole thing wide open. Yeah. yeah. I, she's always been a favorite of mine, I think, uh, as I, I don't know, started to walk in uh, more awareness of my own calling and things like that, of just sure. of finding her. And uh, it's, I think it's interesting that Holy Week begins with uh, two different events that are um, a little bit unexpected for Jesus. We had this triumphal entry mm -hmm. and a kind of a king-like situation. That right, because in every other case where people try to worship Jesus, yeah. he shuts it down, disappears, walks to the crowd. And it, But in this case, even though he does not in the most humble way, sitting on a donkey, he mm -hmm. says, yes, this is right. This is appropriate. I am who this I've is said good. I am. Yeah. yeah. And here we have another example of someone putting a tremendous amount of honor onto him mm -hmm. and him receiving it. Receiving it. And not uh, even um, there's a point in one version of this where Jesus is like, no, 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 don't let this happen. And, and he says to keep going. And uh, there's a book called Cloister Walk by Kathleen Norris that's really good. And, and she talks about uh, the idea of total surrender to worship. Mm -hmm. And that uh, connected with me on this story is, is we have Mary of Bethany in a total surrender of worship uh, mm -hmm. of Jesus, which he allows. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the markings of Holy Monday. Uh, yesterday, we talked about worship um, in a, a little bit wilder and louder uh, than it would be today. Um, but I think for uh, historically in the church, days like today and tomorrow, Holy Monday and Holy Tuesday, are quiet. They're quiet forms of worship. Uh, they would typically begin in silence and end in silence. It would be like a good practice today if you, and we hope you will, uh, read through the scripture that you would start it, maybe set a timer and be quiet for a little while and then read the scripture and then set a timer and be quiet for a while and allow your silence as worship. Yeah, and I think that's a really good practice for some, especially if you have a background like mine. I was raised Pentecostal. Yeah. Where, um, you know, you would have worship. But if you, had, if you really had worship, it got loud, <laughs> right? right? And yet what we have here is something over the top and absolutely extravagant in its worship. And yet it's marked by stillness and silence. And if there's any part of our hearts that goes, oh, when it gets good, it gets loud... Um, sometimes that's true. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Loud can be great. Um, but sometimes the most intense experiences of worship um, are marked by silence and stillness. And I think we have an, an invitation to that here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that's what we, we hope you'll do today. Take some, some time for silence, some time for reading. Uh, and we would love to bless that time. And so we would invite you to pray with us. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered in pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow for a new episode on our website at vineyardchurch.us or wherever you're listening to this podcast.